1: It's Live in the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream.
0: This week on Live in the Bream, we want to celebrate our mamas who are out there and Mother's Day, what motherhood means in 2023, and just have a conversation with somebody who is the mother of all. And she would know Bethany Mandel, welcome to Live in the Bream. She is parenting and family life writer for Deseret News, co author of Stolen Youth.
1: We have much to discuss. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And also mom of six. That's right. That and like... listen,
0: you know, because you've got serious mom creds, I'm going to have to ask you to tell a story that our listeners may not be familiar with, because this is one of my first memories of knowing about Bethany is the sudden arrival of one of her children.
1: Please. Tell I knew you were going to say that. I, wish I that have we were on to. Speaker. It's such a good story. I wish that we were on video because I have the news story framed literally right next to where I'm sitting. <laughs> so his birthday was actually the end of April. He just turned six. So Oh my you know goodness, he's six, six years.
0: years old. Yeah, so um, yeah. he was in a hurry to get here, though.
1: He was. He was. So he's my third, and I think all troublesome babies are the third. So Ooh. I had my second. So I have a girl and two boys. And so my oldest son arrived in 90 minutes. He was my second. And it was a little too fast for my comfort. But it worked out because he was a week late. And I woke up in the morning, like not feeling great. And I had to go into my midwife's office to get checked because I was a week late. So they just wanted to sort of make sure everyone was doing all right. And I called and I said, So um, I still don't have a baby, so you want me to come in today? And they said, "Well, we don't have any appointments actually at the office. Are you able to come to the hospital because it's kind of dead there?" And I said, "Sure." And I told my husband, "You have to come with me because we have our daughter, and I, I just I don't want to go to a hospital alone." It's just, and he mm-hmm. was very annoyed with me because he's like, "I don't want to burn a day of paternity leave." Right. And so this we, little visit. Fought. Mm-hmm. So we fought, and I won. And I said, "You're coming to the hospital with me. I'm not going to a hospital alone." And he was not happy. So we get to the hospital and they put me on a monitor and they said, you're in labor. And I responded, that is fake news. I am not in labor. <laughs> I've had two I, have... I know how this works. Well, that was at the, he was, he was my second. So at that point I only had oh, one, he's... but I said, okay. like, I'm not, not in labor. And we argued and argued and argued back and forth. And I declared to my midwife, I'm going home. Go get the paperwork. And so she left the room and was Uh-oh. like, okay, sure. And when she left the room, my water broke. Uh oh. <laughs> she came back in and I was like, I'm willing to concede. I may, in fact, maybe may be in labor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the then time is he now. was born he was born 90 minutes later. Mm. So my third, I was like, I'm pretty nervous about this happening fast. Mm-hmm. So I became very fixated on having a baby in my car. And then- <laughs> Were you were, uh, wait, fixated
0: that you thought it'd be a good idea or worried that that was gonna no, happen?
1: No, worried that it was gonna happen. And so I I talked to my wife and at every appointment. And at the last appointment, she was like, do you wanna just talk about like what to do? Like, would that make you feel better? And I said, yes. Hmm. And so she said, have extra towels in your car. If, if you feel like you're pushing, pull over, don't try to outrun it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So she gave me some good, good advice. And so I went into labor three times in two days. And every single time it stopped. And I, like, was sent home from the hospital feeling very foolish. Mm. And so they said, like, don't come back unless your water breaks. Like, you, you cannot keep coming to the hospital. Your insurance company is going to kill you. And mm. you're going to owe a million dollars. And so uh, that's what we did. We waited until my water broke and it broke in my sleep. And he was born 40 minutes later on the side of the highway, like 15 (laughs) minutes from the hospital. (laughs) Which is so crazy. And this area is bonkers, especially in the Mm -hmm. morning and the beltway. Yes, it was during rush hour.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: So it was in New Jersey and it was during rush hour. And it was funny because I was watching the time click up on Waze watching, like, it, mm-hmm. you'll be there at 8.42, you'll be there at 8.45, 8.47. And I was like, mm-hmm. I cannot not push anymore. Like I am going to die. This is excruciating. Oh, and no. so I, I started pushing and my husband heard me like making the sounds of pushing. And he's like, please stop, please don't do that. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not pushing. And he was like, mm, okay. Sounds like you're pushing back. Get in. out of, gonna, gonna, get out of the left lane get into the right and wait for you to give me the, like the signal that you give up that we're, they're not going to make it to the hospital. And so um, eventually he was, he was very clearly almost out. And I said, pull over. And he was like, mission accomplished. We got halfway. And he pulled over into a parking lot and he was out. And uh, the nine one operator was completely useless and had no what? I expect them to deliver
0: when there is I a know. delivery situation. This is what they're trained for. No.
1: Yes. So we kept, we were asking questions because he came out not breathing, which is actually Ooh. fairly normal. Like it takes them, okay. it takes them like a minute to sort of energize and they're getting oxygen through the umbilical cord. But that minute when you're on the side of the highway is very long,
0: feels oh, excessive. I can
1: only imagine. Yeah, so we were asking her like, "What do we do?" And she was like, "Help is on the way." And we were like, "Good, because you're not helpful." <laughs> you mean more help than you are, like actual yes. help? Yeah. So by the time an actual ambulance arrived, first a cop got there, and um, and by the time like they got there, they know how to have
0: babies. They know how to deliver babies, right? By the time so they we- got
1: there, we were fine, and we were like, good hmm. to go. And they kind of walked up to the car and like saw all the blood, and they were like. So y'all good? We'll just stand back (laughs) here. We'll just be back here. We'll take a picture for you if you want. We'll take some. And so the first pictures we have were actually taken by the cops who were kind of like, (laughs) we would like to maintain a healthy distance from that situation. Looks like baby's
0: breathing. Mom and dad are fine. Yeah. We'll just be here for backup. Yep.
1: Yep. And so so this
0: this son of yours has a code name.
1: He does. So we don't use our children's name on the Internet because the Internet is a bad place. Um, mm-hmm. But his his online nickname is Altima because that's what he was born in. <laughs> and it's Very funny first because ever had. he loves telling everyone, hi, my name is Soda. and I was born in the front seat of a Nissan Altima. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what better story? What better opening line can you have? I right? mean, he,
1: His entrance
0: right. into the world was spectacular. And luckily, safe, and and you were healthy and all was good. yes.
1: Yes. And it's totally his personality, like this, like wheels off, like crazy kid. My my husband's nickname for him is meth. Um, my husband's my <laughs> husband's so name endearing. Is Seth. <laughs> yes. My husband's name is Seth. And our son looks just like him. And so we call him meth. He's the meth version of his father.
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, listen, you have since had three children, but all of them mm-hmm. in appropriate places, I assume
1: at home. We were, I was never getting in another car again. Mm. I said, after the third was born, I will never, this, we're done. We're going to have a home birth. And that's what we did for four, five, and six. Uh, and my f- sixth was over 10 pounds. Oh, my wow. fifth was nine pounds, two ounces, um, which, you know, is unpleasant Healthy in babies. its own way.
0: We like yes. that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Let me ask you this. Fact or fiction, when your babies are born bigger... More robust, healthier, they're better sleepers.
1: What's the equivalent of pleading the fifth because I don't okay. want to jinx anything?
0: Okay, okay, I can respect that. <laughs> We're gonna let that go. But let me ask you this. My I, husband yes, is the youngest every mom of knows. six. Right. The, like, you don't want to jinx anything. No, 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 I can't. Um, my husband's the youngest of six, but that was a different time. You know, I mean, he was a surprise to his parents' credit. Mm-hmm. Um, he was joyfully welcomed. But when you say that even now, and you know, one of my most precious, wonderful people in my life, Tessa who was my assistant, one of nine. And people look at these big families like, what are you doing? I mean, what do you say to people who, and do you get any side eye like, oh, why do you have all these kids?
1: Oh, all the time, all the time. It's worst when someone is misbehaving or I've like lost (laughs) someone. Which never happens. (laughs) Of course, never, never. And whenever I've lost someone, one of my favorite things that happened recently was I brought all six kids to the pediatrician. And oh. I accidentally left one of them in the waiting room. Okay. And I, I do a count
0: Kinda off. of a safe place, though.
1: Yeah. So I, I did a count off. I counted to five. This was two and a half months ago. And so I counted to five. And I said, okay, roll out. Let's go. And we we got to the car. And I started getting people in their car seats. And a woman ran out holding my one-year-old's hand and said, <laughs> ma'am, you forgot one. That's like, one of your babies. <laughs> I'm no longer counting to five (laughs) now, I'm counting to six. It is six six now. I would have realized when I was starting to strap people in that there was an empty car seat, but it was Mm -hmm. so embarrassing. And to her credit, she was like super duper nice about it and not judgmental, but I mean, one of my favorite things is also going to Costco with all six of them because I've had the experience of people like literally pointing and laughing at me. People audibly count out loud.
0: Oh man. (laughs)
1: it's people's reactions to,
0: to it are crazy. I, just managing myself at Costco is too much. I can't imagine mm-hmm. with six other humans. Um, but yeah, you obviously awesome. em- embrace and see the beauty of this. And you are a very hands-on mother. I mean, with homeschooling and making sure you know exactly what's going on with them. And there's beauty in the vocation of motherhood. And I feel like when people ever you know praise women for their careers or their professional ac- accomplishments, I'm like, being a mom is way harder. And in my estimation, way more important. I mean, you're investing in human beings and you seem to just have joy in that. I mean, listen, it's ups and downs, but I mean, that choice that you've made.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, and it's something that I love talking about because I feel like motherhood has a PR problem. Uh, I wrote I, I wrote that piece for Deseret probably two years ago now. That motherhood motherhood has a PR problem. Mm-hmm. Um, the The image of motherhood is like self medicating your misery with wine. <laughs> like the wine mom content is very popular <laughs> on social media. Mm-hmm. The mom comics is very popular. And I I unfollow all that stuff. I just like, I do not need to marinate in negativity because I do find so much joy in motherhood. And every time, mm-hmm. you know, my kid yesterday, I took a picture of it and posted it on Instagram because I just felt so warm inside. My one-year-old wanted to hold my hand, but he didn't mm-hmm. want to stop sucking his thumb. And so he held my hand to his face as he was sucking his thumb. <laughs> and I thought like, what oh. is that, what is better than this? What is like... What could possibly be better? My three-year-old wakes up every morning announcing herself. The queen has woken up. That's how she, she like walks in <laughs> a room and she's like, I am here. The queen, the queen is awake. And then she runs up to me and she says, did I get cuter? I got cuter.
0: Oh, and wow. I, I love whenever I this pick one.
1: Her up, she's amazing. She's such she's such a character. Whenever I pick her up from anywhere, no matter how much time it's been, five minutes, she walks up to me and she's like, were you looking at pictures of me while I was gone? <laughs> I love this.
0: She is going to be a superstar. She has got it
1: already, like
0: revving up and ginning up. And like, you've got these beautiful six different little people and personalities under your care. And um, yeah, you talk about motherhood. I mean, to me, it feels like the greatest calling, the greatest obligation, the greatest privilege, Um, and just such a beautiful thing. Have we spent too much time telling women that it's not as important that there are other things. And listen, I'm a career person, I don't have kids. I think everybody has different choices and and things that happen in their lives. But if we're really gonna tell women that the options are yours, the world is yours, I think we have to celebrate motherhood for the beautiful thing it is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that motherhood isn't for everyone. I mean, to be totally frank, it wasn't for my mother. she 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 didn't revel in it like I do. She was kind of like, "I can't wait until you can walk and talk and like make your own sandwich." That was my mother
0: <laughs> Commuting and, your like, own
1: self, yeah, yeah. And so i I think that the message, the wrong message that we're sending to women isn't so much about career because I think that women can do whatever they want, and all all options are equally valid, and to stop seeking outside approval. Like it doesn't matter what society thinks of your choices. Like you do you and you be happy and it doesn't matter what the world thinks of you. What I think is most toxic about what we're telling young women about motherhood is that it is horrible, that it's oppressive. And I think that Mm -hmm. we hear that from the left, that it's oppressive and awful and you must avoid it at all costs. But I also think that we get that messaging from the right that you're a martyr. It's the toughest job in the world. It's so hard. And I don't want a really tough awful job. <laughs> and <laughs> it's not, I mean like is it easy? No, but there's a lot of things that aren't easy. I mean, Shannon, your job is not easy. Doesn't mean it's not worth it, but hard is not the same thing as bad. And and I think that our society has conflated the two and I think that both sides of the sort of political ideology spectrum need to remessage the way that we're talking about it. Um, because everyone likes to complain and everyone likes to be a victim. and, And sometimes things are just nice, and it's okay for that to be the case. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment.
0: What conversations do you think that we should be having about
1: motherhood that we're missing? So I think that, I think that the warm, fuzzy things, like I just talked about my queen, the thumb sucking, <laughs> I think all of those are really endearing and wonderful. And those moments are so frequent. Um, I think that the conversations that I feel like we should be having, sort of one of the big ones that I like to sort of talk about myself is birth. Um, and Because I think it really sets the tone for motherhood for a lot of women. And for a lot of women, the message around birth is very scary. It's very medicalized. You have to be saved from it. You have to be protected from it. And I mean, you can kind of like, you know where I'm going with this because I had three babies at home. Like, I don't think that way. I don't think mm-hmm. that we need to be protected and saved from this very natural experience that women have been having for thousands of years. Um, does that mean that like we should all go into a field and that's the only valid way to have babies? Like, obviously not. I, obviously we need medical assistance sometimes, but I would like to see a difference in the way that we talk about birth. Um, Paris Hilton just had a baby via a surrogate and she said why, and it was because she was afraid of the pain. And I think mm. that that's, that's a shame that she was so scared of that experience that she foregoed it, I'm making up words left and right it's like uh, but I, I feel
0: like as you're running your own school you've got at least six pupils i know of like if you're going to invent new words you could be giving the the language the english language some gifts some new things Forgo it. i feel like that sounds right right Forgoed, but is for went is for went a i don't even know if that's a word either thank you she, she took a pass we'll say that she took a pass
1: <laughs> yes there you go
0: just to simplify um Yeah, and I do think that there are a lot of things about motherhood that we're told are very scary. And and yeah, clearly the the birth experience is something for, um, for a lot of people that, you know, I'm sure there's such excitement, your baby's coming, but there's got to be trepidation like who this is unknown the Mm -hmm. first time or it could be scary. But
1: um, I have that too. too. I, I was terrified of having my babies because I knew I've had the best case scenarios and it still really hurts. I'm um, still not great. Like it's not. I'm not like one of those people that's like I had an amazing birth and it was so. <laughs> I, I'm like no. I screamed and yelled, but it was interesting. My oldest daughter, uh, she's nine. She was present at my birth this last time. This oh, was the really? Only birth that she. Yeah. And I said to her, I prepped her beforehand. I said, "Mommy's gonna be yelling. She's gonna be saying some things that she's gonna ask you not to repeat." So, I like, remember. we'll be in a cone of, a <laughs> cone of silence. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I said, if you want to leave at any point, you just walk out of the room. It's not mm-hmm. all on you. And she was there from the first contractions, and she cut the cord. Like oh, she wow. was there the whole time. Never walked out. I mean, granted, my birth are very fast, so it's not like she was like she missed breakfast. Twenty-seven <laughs> hours it. later, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it was like it's like four hours. She was it fine. It was a podcast, but. Yeah, exactly. But she said to me afterwards, and I'm going to write a piece about this. um, I said, well, so what do you think? And she said, I was scared about birth and I was scared about how you described it because the way that I was sort of prepping her was like, mommy's going to be yelling, there's going to be blood, whatever. And she said, she's like, I'm not scared of birth anymore. I'm not scared of having babies anymore. I've seen it. And Mm -hmm. it was it was looked really hard and painful, but it looked amazing. like it looked beautiful also. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's really powerful. And that's an experience that we don't have as a society anymore. And if you think about like what humanity's involvement was in sort of birth and in death, I, we were agrarian. And so it was normal as a child or a teenager to witness a birth on a farm. Mm -hmm. And now that's not normal anymore. Um, and so I think that, sort of that separation from a more natural process comes with, you know, downsides. And one of those is Mm -hmm. a fear of birth.
0: Yeah. And kind of missing out on the whole experience as it's meant to be. I mean, it's natural. There's nothing to avoid with that. Um, All right, Bethany, if people want to hear more about your adventures, your ideas, your thoughts on motherhood, family, and all the hot topics, where are the best places to find you?
1: yeah so i'm bethany Shandark across the web on instagram and twitter um and people can find uh me at write books for the number four for kids on instagram as well and i like share books and we're going to be launching a Substack as well um and i'm also writing at deseret
0: fantastic well thank you for sharing some of your thoughts and ideas and the joy of motherhood the reality of motherhood and we celebrate you and all of our mamas out there on this Mother's Day who I consider modern day heroes and investors in the next generation of all that is to come. So bless you and your sweet family. And thanks for joining us on Living the Bream. Thank you, Shannon. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app.